0: Chapter Six of The Well at the World's End, Book Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Well at the World's End, Book Four by William Morris. Chapter Six. They ride from Vale Turis. Redhead tells of Agatha. On the morrow, when they arose, Ralph heard the sound of horses and the clashing of arms he went to the window and looked out and saw how the spears stood up thick together at the tower's foot and knew that these were the men who were to be his fellows by the way their captain he saw a big man all armed in steel but him seemed that he knew his face under his sallet and presently saw that it was redhead he was glad thereof and clad himself hastily and went out of doors and went up to him and hailed him and redhead leapt off his horse and cast his arms about ralph and made much of him and said IT IS GOOD FOR SORE EYES TO SEE THEE, LORD, AND I AM GLAD AT HEART THAT ALL WENT WELL WITH THEE THAT TIME, ALTHOUGH FORSOOTH THERE WAS guile BEHIND IT, YET WHEREAS I WANTED NOTHING THEREOF WHICH I WILL PRAY THEE TO BELIEVE, AND WHEREAS THOU HAST THE GAIN OF ALL, I DEEM THOU MAYST PARDON ME. SAID RALPH, THOU HAST WHAT PARDON OF ME THOU NEEDEST, SO BE CONTENT, FOR THE REST LITTLE NEED IS THERE TO ASK IF THOU THRIVEST, FOR I BEHOLD THEE GLAD AND WELL HONOURED as they spoke came the lord forth from the tower and said come thou lord ralph and eat with us ere thou takest the road i mean with otter and me as for thee redhead if aught of ill befall this king's son under thy way leading look to it that thou shalt lose my good word with agatha yea or gain my naysay herein whereby thou shalt miss both fee and fair dame redhead looked sheepishly on ralph at that word yet winked at him also as if it pleased him to be jeered concerning his wooing, so that Ralph saw how the land lay, and that the guileful handmaid was not ill-content with that big man. So he smiled kindly on him and nodded, and went back with bull into the tower. There they sat down all to meet together, and when they were done with their victual, bull spick and said to Ralph, Fair king's son, is this then the last sight of thee? Wilt thou never come over the mountains again? Said Ralph, "'Who knoweth, I am young yet, and have drunk of the water of the well?' Bull grew somewhat pensive, and said, "'Yea, thou meanest that thou mayest come back, and find me no longer here. "'Yet if thou findest but my grave mound, "'yet may happen thou shalt come on something said or sung of me, "'which shall please thee. "'For I will tell thee that thou hast changed my conditions. "'How I wot not!' "'Thy word is good,' said Ralph. "'Yet I meant not that.' Never should I come to Utterbol if I look not to find thee living there. Bull smiled on him as though he loved him, and said, This is well spoken. I shall look to see thee before I die. Then said Ursula, Lord of Utterbol, this also thou mayest think on, that it is no further from Utterbol to Upmeads than from Upmeads to Utterbol. The Lord laughed and said, Sooth is that! And were but my bull here, as I behold you, I should be of mine, To swear by him to come and see you at Upmeads, ere ten years have worn. Then she put forth her hand, and said, Swear by this. So he took it and swore the oath, but the sage of Swevenham said, This oath thou shalt keep to the gain, and not the loss, Both of thee and of thy friends of Upmeads. Thus were they fain of each other, and Ralph saw how bull's heart was grown big, And he rejoiced thereat. But anon he arose, and said, "'Now, Lord, we ask leave to depart, for the way is long, "'and mayhap my kindred now lack a man's helping.' Then Bull stood up and called for his horse and otter also, and they all went forth and gat a horseback, and rode away from Vale Torus, and Redhead rode behind them humbly, till it was noon and they made stay for meat. Then after they had broken bread together and drunk a cup, Bull and otter kissed the wayfarers, and bade them farewell, and so rode back to vale taurus and ralph and ursula and the sage tarried not but rode on their ways but anon ralph called to redhead and bade him ride beside them that they might talk together and he came up with them and ursula greeted him kindly and they were merry one with another and ralph said to redhead friend captain thou art exceeding in humility not to ride with the lord or captain otter save for chansap i see not that thou art worser than they "'Redhead grinned, and said, "'Well, as to Otter, that is all true. "'But as for Lord Bull, it is another matter. "'I wot not, but his kindred may be as good "'or better than any in these east parts. "'In any case he hath his kin, "'and long descent, full often in his mouth, "'while I am but a gangrel body. "'Howbeit it is all one, "'whereas whatso he or Otter bid any man to do, "'he doeth it. "'But my bidding may be questioned at wiles. "'And look you, Lord, times are not ill, "'so wherefore should I risk a change of days?' sooth to say both these great lords have done well by me ralph laughed and better will they do as thou deemest give thee agatha to wit yea fair sir quoth redhead no great gift that seemeth to me for thy valiancy said ralph she is guileful enough and loose enough for a worse man than thee lord said redhead even of her thou shalt say what pleaseth thee but no other man shall say of her what pleaseth me not for all that is come and gone she is true and valiant and none may say that she is not fair and sweet enough for a better man than me, and my great good luck it is, that, as I hope, she looketh no further for a better. Ursula said, Is it so, perchance, that now she is free, and hath naught to fear, she hath no need for guile? Hail to thee for thy word, lady, quoth Redhead. And then he was silent, glooming somewhat on Ralph. But Ralph said, Nay, my friend, I meant no harm, but I was wondering what had befallen to bring you two so close together. "'It was fear and pain and the helping of each other that wrought it,' said Redhead. "'Said Ursula, good captain, how was it that she escaped the uttermost of evil at the tyrant's hands, since from all that I have heard it must needs be that he laid the blame on her, working for her mistress, of my flight from Utterbowl?' "'Even so it was, lady,' said Redhead. "'But, as thou wottest belike, she had got it spread abroad that she was cunning in sorcery, and that her spell would not end when her life ended.' nay that he to whom her ghost should bear ill-will and more especially such an one as might compass her death should have but an ill time of it while he lived which should not be long this tale which sooth to say i myself helped to spread the lord of utterbol trod in wholly, so cunningly was it told so that to make a long story short he feared her and feared her more dead than living so that when he came home and found thee gone lady he did indeed deem that thy flight was of agatha's contrivance And this the more because his nephew, he whom thou didst beguile, I partly guess how, told him a made-up tale of how all was done by the spells of Agatha. For this youth was of all men not even saving his uncle most full of malice. And he hated Agatha, and would have had her suffer the uttermost of torments, and he to be standing by the while. Howbeit his malice overshot itself, since his tale made her even more of a witch than the Lord deemed before. "'Yea,' said Ursula, "'and what hath befallen that evil young man, Captain?' said redhead it is not known to many lady but two days before the slaying of his uncle i met him in a wood a little way from utterbol and the mood being on me i tied him neck and heels and cast him with a stone round his neck into a deep woodland pool hight the ram's bane which is in that same wood well as to my tale of agatha when the lord came home first he sent for her and his rage had so mastered his fear for a while that his best word was scourge and rack and faggot But she was outwardly so calm and cold, smiling on him balefully, that he presently came to himself, a found that fear was in his belly, and that he might not do what he would with her. Wherefore he looked to it that however she were used, which was ill enough God wot, she should keep the soul in her body. And at last the fear so mounted into his head that he made peace with her, and even craved forgiveness of her, and gave her gifts She answered him sweetly indeed, Yet so as he, and all others who were bystanding Of whom I was one, might well see That she deemed she owed him a day in harvest. As for me, he heeded me not, And I lay low all I might, And in any wise we wore the time Till the great day of deliverance. Therewith dropped the talk about Agatha, When they had bidden him all luck in his life. Forsooth they were fain of his words And of his ways withal, For he was a valiant man and brisk, and one who forgat no benefit, and was trusty as steel, merry-hearted withal, and kind and ready of speech, despite his uplandish manners, which a life not a little rude had thrust on him. End of chapter 6